Um, we're going back into the Word tonight. I, I started last week, and um, we opened up a series last week, and we are uh, going to um, go into this now for the next several weeks. Probably, um, more than likely, will take us into the first of the year for uh, at least a, a little bit of the first of the year as well as we walk through this. If you'll remember, I talked to you last week about, opened up the series that I'm calling The Deepening Deception. There is a deepening deception that is in our world and in our country and in our, our lives in, in so many and among so many right now. And I'm not going to go back. Here's what I'm going to encourage you to do because I, my purpose tonight is now to move forward, not recap. So if you need a recap, if maybe you missed last week or you want to catch back up, uh, you can go online on our Facebook page and watch it. Uh, you can go to the YouTube channel, River Life Church in More YouTube channel. If you haven't already, go there, subscribe. And if you will uh, uh, click on the bell there, then you'll get any notification of new uh, videos that come up. Uh, you can catch it there on the on the River Life Church in More YouTube page. You you uh, If you'll scroll down just a little bit, you'll see the walk. And uh, there will be the Wednesday night messages. You can catch it there. If you listen to podcasts or you listen uh, to audios, you can always catch them audio uh, versions of the Wednesday nights as well. And you can, you can find those. You can go, the easiest way that I know to tell you to do that is go to riverlifechurch.com to the media page, to the walk. And right there will list, there'll be three links right there, Spotify, SoundCloud, and, and, uh, my, and iTunes, and you can choose that. It'll take you right to them, and then you can subscribe there as well, and you can have the podcast version if that works better uh, for you. But there you can catch up. Uh, I'm not going to spend really much time at all going back into that because if I do, I won't get out of the recap, and, uh, and we need to just kind of press on forward. So we're going to be talking tonight still about the concept of deepening deception and and the scripture that we have opened up with that I'm really going to um, begin to focus on uh, tonight and and we'll, we'll we will read these scriptures first John chapter number two now this is not where we're going to stay tonight but this is where we're going to start first John chapter number two and begin reading at verse number 15 it says do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. That's 1 John chapter 2, verse 15. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away. And the lusts of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Now we're going to read just a little bit more. Verse number 18. Little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. They went out from us, but they were not of us. 
For the, if they had been of us, they would have continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifest that none of them were of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Now, I'm, I'm going to just talk to you, and that's where we started this process a little bit. And I, I could read farther, but I, I, for the purpose of what we are going to be doing tonight, I, I really don't, don't want to uh, continue to, to read there because, I, like I said earlier, I really want to just press on in to where I feel like the Lord would have us to go. But you can go and you can read 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2. And I encourage you to read that entire chapter, 2 Thessalonians chapter number 2. Read that as it talks about and understand what you're reading. Read it just as plainly as it is written there. Make sure your mind is engaged and that you're understanding what he's saying because he's talking about the coming of the Lord and our gathering unto him. And he talks about that there will be deception in these days. And we are seeing, we are living in a world of deception. We are seeing it in our country and in our culture. The culture of deception. And we are seeing deception moving into the church. That so many are being deceived by their own thoughts. Deceived by the ways of the world that, that are being passed off rather than the word of God. And so, when we see these things happening, what we're going to focus on now, last week we talked about the deception. But what we're going to focus on now as we move forward for the next few weeks, we're going to talk about the way back from the brink of this deception. What it's going to take to come back into full truth. And, and let me just say this because this is what we're going to be focusing on. We're going to do a deep dive into this concept. The way back from deception is faith. Faith is the way back. Faith in Jesus Christ as our Savior. Faith in the Word of God and what the Word tells us. Faith in our God. And so what we're going to do for the next several weeks now is we're going to be camped in Hebrews chapter number 11. If you'll turn there, we're going to be camped there for the next few weeks. And, and here is my goal. And I'm, I want you to be aware of this because it might be a little bit different and might be and it might not be. I make no promises. But what I'm going to do is just take one, pretty well one theme out of Hebrews 11 each week. And we're just going to look at that. And so we're, we're going to take our time a little bit and, and walk through this together. But Hebrews chapter 11, it's known as the faith chapter. Some would call it the hall of faith, if you will, instead of the hall of fame. It's the faith chapter. If you've read your Bible or if you've read Hebrews chapter 11, you will be familiar with this faith chapter. Now, we're going to start off in Hebrews 11 and verse 1. I'm going to read verses 1 to 3. Here's what it says. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, by what? By faith. Okay. You see that? So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. So it is by faith that we 
can also gain a good testimony. Okay, that, that we will have a testimony of God's faithfulness just as they did. Verse 3, by faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. We're going to stop right there. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to begin this journey of understanding faith. And we're going to look over the next several weeks at about, at about five different aspects of faith that is going to be needed in the days of deception in order to find our way back and be the people, the children of God, that God has called us to be. Tonight, I'm going to talk to you about the first aspect of faith that we've got to wrap our minds around in these days of deception. You might want to write this down because tonight we are going to talk about monumental faith. Monumental faith. And we'll get into that in just a little bit. Do I, are any of you guys, I don't know if any of you are or not, maybe some online maybe would be, I don't know if any are. But are, are any of you Star Wars fans? Yeah, you, you watch the Star Wars movies. and that, our, our, My family, other than my wife, the rest of our family loves Star Wars. My wife probably doesn't know anything about Star Wars. Um, but the rest of us, we love Star Wars. I love the epic movies like that anyway. Lord of the Rings movies, all of that. I, I, I've always loved those. Well, in the, the third episode of Star Wars, which was the prequel, the third of the prequels. So if you know the Star Wars movies way back into the 70s, those were actually four, five, and six now. So we had three others, one, two, and three that were before that. When the third episode there, Padme, okay, you can just follow along if you don't know anything about Star Wars. It, it won't matter. Is sitting there. She's a, she is with the senators of her world. And there's a change happening in the Republic. And the Sith Lord, which is the bad guy in the movie, is now announcing that the Galactic Empire is going to take over. So, so things have now changed. It's about to all go downhill. There's been a big deception that has taken place. And now he stands before the Senate and he announces the beginning of the Galactic, Galactic Empire. If you know the big old round Death Star, and you know, okay, they're just now, they're announcing the beginning of this thing, okay? And Padme, when he announces it, all of the people clap and cheer and roar. And Padme makes this statement, and it gets my attention, and I thought of it when I was thinking of studying this. She makes this statement. She says, so this is how liberty dies with thunderous applause. So this is how liberty is going to die with thunderous applause. People were cheering their own demise. Amen. I, I want to, I, I, 
you, some, you, you can't see some of the online things. I see Candace saying she was forced to watch them. There's some jokes right there, but I'm just, I'll just leave that alone. Anyway, they, they, they uh, yeah, they, they're cheering their own demise. And here's the thought. This is what really made me think about that statement. And I had to go, but I, now, I'm not a big enough Star Wars fan that I just walk around with those those statements in my mind. I, I just remembered a statement like that and had to listen to it in order to get it uh, back into my mind correctly. But, but my thought was, this seems to me what many in our world are doing right now. We are so many, and many in the church, and many in our culture, and many in our country, we are applauding what probably is going to be our own undoing. We're cheering over the loss of liberty and freedom in certain ways. And what that is, is deception. That's what it was in the Star Wars movie. But it's also, that that's what it is in our world. It's deception. So this deep deception... It's what I want to talk about because when you start seeing people applauding their own demise, when, when we, can, I'm, just, I'm just going to be as bold as I can with you. And if you, if you have been, if, if this hits you and maybe it brings up terrible memories for you, I'm not, I'm not trying to pass judgment on you or anything like that. God is a forgiving God and if you turn to Him. But, but I do want to say this. When our culture, when abortion extreme abortion laws are passed and we celebrate in our legislative halls like happened not too terribly long ago that in certain states they passed just laws that were just ludicrous laws and they celebrate that we are people are celebrating their own demise amen we are celebrating. Last week we talked about the, the things that deception comes in. And it comes in in, in the ways that, that I shared with you. If you remember the four ways. Through pleasure. Through perversion. Through false provision. And then through fake position. And we applaud our own demise so often. And so how do we come back from the brink of destruction and being so deceived. How can we turn back the corner? How, how can we bring people back to the truth? Well, it's only going to happen by faith. Faith must become our weapon. Our way of life. We must be people of faith. And we must stand. So therefore, this first concept in Hebrews 11, and I, I've never... I never heard anyone take Hebrews 11 the way we're going to, to take this uh, during this study. And I, I haven't ever done this in a study either. But, but the Lord began to walk with me through some main themes that we're going to pull out from Hebrews chapter 11. Because the only way back from deception is back to strong faith. So Hebrews 11 starts off, and I read to you, with the definition of faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. 
And by it, faith, the elders obtained a good testimony. But, but now listen, by faith we understand the worlds were framed by the word of God. Now watch this. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Now do you know what that just said to us? I, I'm, I, sometimes we read the Bible and, and it just kind of bypasses us a little bit. But he said, here's the definition of faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of what not, is not yet seen. And then he goes and he says, and it's by faith that we understand the worlds were framed by the words of God. Okay? And, and then he ends that third verse by saying, The things which are seen were not made of things which were visible. And so all of a sudden I begin to realize the world we see and live in is made by what is not visible. And here's what hit me in that, and we know this, but here's what God created everything we see and everything we know by something that was not visible to the natural eye by the word that proceeded out of his mouth. Amen. So this is, the, this is the very first comments that we see in this great chapter of faith. And it is a reminder to us that the God that we serve created this world and the worlds and the heavens and the, and the glory and the mountains and the valleys and, and created the sun and the moon. And do you know God created that with His Word? And His Word was not visible until He spoke it and then it took form. And the Spirit of God brought form to the words of God. Amen. So I said all that to say this. When we are living in a day of deception like we are, never forget how great our God is. Never forget that God can take what looks like nothing and what literally is nothing. Because the Word tells us that, that God created things by speaking them to exi- into existence that were not there beforehand. Amen. So just at the time when it seems like there's no hope and everything is going south and the world is so deceived and so many in the church are falling away and struggling with this, just we need to remind ourselves a little bit that God is a great God. And that He can speak into nothingness and form everything that is needed for us to thrive. Amen. Does that speak to anybody today? He can speak into the nothingness of our culture. And out of that, He can form everything the church needs to thrive in this day. We're not limited. We are not, we are not held back. We are not overcome. We serve a God that speaks what we are called to do is have faith. And faith is the substance of the things we hope for. And it is the evidence of the things that is not seen. And God's word and his spirit and his power, and, and most importantly, His Son, Jesus Christ, is where all of our faith is to be placed. Amen. Man does not deserve our faith. God deserves our faith. 
So tonight, and, and here's another thought about faith that I wanted to give to you just as we kick this off and get started in this concept of how do we get back, we get back by faith. faith. Here, here's a statement. There's, there's something you need to understand about faith. Faith builds, and we're going to learn that through Hebrews 11. Faith builds, it adds on top of itself. Faith increases. They cried out to Jesus and said, Lord, increase our faith. Faith builds, faith increases, and faith grows. Amen. And faith becomes contagious. See, in a, in a world that seems faithless, it is not the fault of the sinful people that it seems so faithless. It is the fact that the church has not been contagious with our faith. So it's time that we start speaking. It's time that we start standing up. It's time that we start. And so the way we're going to start this, and, and this is what the Lord hit me with that seemed so amazing in my mind as, he was, as, as I felt His Spirit directing me this direction. It's what we're going to talk to tonight about is what I've called monumental faith. But the Lord, through His Word and in His Spirit, spoke to me that monumental faith is the entry point of faith that is going to be needed in this day. Now let's just talk a little bit about that. Monumental. Do you know what the word monumental means? Monumental means highly significant. It means great in importance, extent, or size. We need monumental faith. We need a faith that, that, that is great in size and extent and scope. That we can believe God for the miraculous. Amen. That we have full faith in Him. That's monumental faith. And do you know that's the beginning point with God? Our walk with God begins with monumental faith. Do you know you can't accept Jesus Christ with anything less than monumental faith? Think about it. When you say, I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior, I confess Him as my Lord, I repent of my sins, and I give my life into His hands, do you re we say that so easily, but, but have you taken time lately to think about what we are saying? We are believing that God sent His only begotten Son into this world. That the world hated him. They mocked him. They ridiculed him. Mm. Right? That the wages of sin was death. That man was separated from God by sin. And it was a chasm and a gulf that was so great man could not span it. In fact, the law had been given for all those thousands of years. And man had proven over and over and over that they could not keep the law. So Jesus, when He steps onto the scene, He comes as the spotless sacrifice. And He shows us the way to the Father. He lives it before us. He dies on the cross. 
was buried in a borrowed tomb and on the third day he rose again and then some days later weeks later he ascends to the father and he says now don't let your hearts be troubled if you believe in God believe also in me if I go to prepare a place for you I will come again that where I am you will be also when you claim Jesus Christ as your savior that's what you are be- that's what you're believing and that's just the beginning. Amen. No wonder people in the world that don't believe in Jesus think we're crazy. That's just the beginning. But, but we can know. And for those who have known Jesus... Those who have experienced salvation. Those that have been freed from the grip of sin and the grip and the stain and the, and the death of sin. Those that have been freed by the blood of Jesus Christ understand how powerful that faith is. What He accomplished for us is amazing. And that's just what it takes to get into the kingdom of God, the family of God, through Jesus Christ. We must believe. Now, I said that to say this, church, if it takes monumental faith to come into Christ, believing Him for those things, do you think it's going to take less faith to keep walking with Him? We got, we got farther to go. More to believe for. Faith increases. Faith grows. Faith becomes contagious. Faith should be building in our lives. Amen. See, this idea, I don't know where this idea came from, that once we are saved, then we've got our get a hell out of hell free cards and we're, we're saved now, so everything is now okay and, and we're just, you know, we're just going to slide by. No, that's just the start. That's just the jumping in point. We should believe, be believing for more. Do you know, I, I believe it was Peter in his writings that said, let us leave the elementary principles of of salvation and baptisms let us let us leave the beginning points and let us press deeper into the lord somehow the church has got to hear this again god yes we are to evangelize yes the gospel message is what's most important in our world but for those that will believe and those that have come to know christ we must keep pressing in and our world needs this Our culture needs a church that is pressing. So let's look at this concept for just a couple of minutes about monumental faith. And I'm going to take this out of verses 4 through 7 of Hebrews 11. And that's all we're going to go through tonight. Hebrews 11, 4 through 7. Now just listen. With this mindset of monumental faith. And I want you to notice, and and I'll pull this out for you in a moment, but I want you to notice where each of these stories come from, okay, if if you know. Hebrews 11, verse 4. By faith, Abel. Do you know who Abel was? Adam and Eve. They had children, Cain and Abel, right? Right? Cain got angry 
at his brother because God accepted Abel's sacrifice and rejected Cain's. Cain let his anger get the best of him and murdered his brother. It's at the beginning of the word. And here's what he says. By faith, Abel offered to God. Now, I really believe, you know, we've questioned, well, why did God accept Abel's sacrifice, not Cain's. I think, I think the answer is right here. Because by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Through which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts. And through it, he being dead, still speaks. Okay, let's look at the next verse, verse 5. By faith, Enoch. Y'all, y'all remember Enoch? He, he comes along. Enoch is going to come along in, in, uh, in chapter number 5 of Genesis. So we have Abel. His story picks up in chapter 4. Enoch picks up in chapter 5 of Genesis. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death. And was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. You'll remember the story of Enoch. The Bible says he walked with God and he was not. Amen. We'll get get there. Verse 6. Then he stops and he says, but without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And then verse 7, by faith, Noah. Y'all, you, now you remember Noah. Noah Noah was also in Genesis chapter 6. And he runs his story, runs on down through Genesis chapter number 8. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. Do you notice anything about these stories? Each of these stories are at the beginning. They're, each of these stories are early on in the story of God walking with mankind, of God dealing with mankind. We, we, we find, and so then this just drives this even home even more in my mind. These are the beginning. Monumental faith is beginning point with God. So if we're going to overcome in the days of deception, we've got to have monumental faith. When I read those three characters, my mind thinks of heroes of the faith. It's monumental to consider what they accomplished. Abel, after the fall, his mom and dad had fallen, but he has such a relationship with God that he is able to offer excellent offerings and sacrifices unto the Lord. And by those gifts, and God attests to his gifts. How does he do this? By faith. Because he's saying, God, I'm leaning upon you. This is, the whole chapter is about faith. And so we see monumental faith, significant faith, great in importance, extent, or size. Abel has faith to live and to leave a legacy. Amen. Because you know what the Scripture says? The Scripture says, 
even after his death, he still speaks. Monumental faith is a faith that lives for God and learns how to leave a legacy for others. Well, we need monumental faith. We need faith that would live for God and leave a legacy for those that come behind us. That people would see us and would see faith exhibited in us. He was still speaking. What he did, who he was, was still speaking long after his death. Continually crying out. The story goes in Genesis 4 after Cain had killed Abel. That God comes down and he says to Cain, where is your brother Abel? You'll remember the story if you're familiar with it. And Cain says, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? And God would say to him, his blood is crying out. And you will be cursed because of what you've done to him. Abel left a legacy of faith. That's what monumental, if you will get some monumental faith, and by that I mean complete faith in God. If you will open up your heart and trust God and give Him and live for Him and desire to leave a legacy, God will bless you. Now let me press forward. Enoch. Enoch had faith, monumental faith, faith to live. Each of these have faith to live. But then Enoch had faith to walk in the Spirit. Because the Bible says Enoch walked so close with God that one day he just was not. That's the biblical way of saying he vanished from this earth. He disappeared from this earth. <laughs> right? And send out search parties, they ain't ever going to find him. He vanished. He, was, he walked with God and he was not. Why? Because he pleased God. Now, I'm, I'm going to get there in just a moment. But he had faith to live. Monumental faith is always faith to live. But then it's faith that outlives just your existence. It's faith. Also, he had faith to live. But he had faith to walk in the Spirit and to walk with God. And then Noah. And Noah had faith to live, monumental faith, and he had faith to start again. And we know the story of Noah. God says it's going to rain. Had never rained before. It's not just going to be a little mist or a little bit of rain. Mist had come up from the ground. It's going to be a downpour. It's going to be a flood. And you need to build a boat. And Noah built an ark. No need for one other that God, than that God told him he would need one. You know, sometimes by faith you have to build things that you don't need right now, but just because God has said them. Amen. So Noah builds an ark. And he goes into the ark. He, him and his family outlast the flood. When the door is opened again, he comes out and he offers a sacrifice. And Noah, by faith... Starts again. Amen. Can I tell you what our world needs right now? Our world needs people with monumental faith. That will learn to live. And will learn to leave a legacy. Faith that will live and walk in the spirit. And faith in the body of Christ that will live. But then when necessary will start again. Amen. 
would be willing to start all over again if that's what God asks of us. Would be willing to continue to just go and then start all over if need be. Our world needs this kind of faith. That's monumental faith. We must have monumental faith to overcome the deception of our day. We must have great faith to overcome the deception of this day. And monumental faith is the first phase of faith. It, it, it is the most important, but it is truly the beginning. Mark 11, before the the speaking to the mountain and casting it into the sea, Mark 11 and verse 22 says, have faith in God. Do you know there is no possible way to have half-hearted faith in God? You either have faith in God or you don't. Amen. Because if you have faith in God, then you believe. And that's going to be monumental in your life. We have allowed people to feel like they can pick and choose the things they have faith about. Amen. Hmm. Have faith in God. It's the first principle of faith. Hmm. Leave a legacy. Walk in the Spirit. Start again. Be willing to lay everything down and start all over again. That's monumental faith. And that's what our world needs. That's what our culture needs. That's what our families need. That's what, that's what our churches need. We need people of great faith. People that will survive the shaking. Veronica and I were just talking the other day. I, 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 I don't remember if we were talking with someone or we, maybe we were talking with Julie, maybe it was. And we were talking about, the scripture tells us, we were talking about the day we're living in, but, but I, I made the statement, do we not realize what the word tells us? We were saying, why, why are so many people walking away and falling away? It just doesn't seem to make sense. But what does scripture tell us? Hebrews chapter 12 tells us that there's going to come a shaking. And a day that everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Amen. We're living in that day. So we have to have faith that is so strong in God. That is settled upon Him. That nothing, no one, no purpose. Have faith in God. Nothing else can intervene between us and our faith in God. Sickness cannot pull us away. People cannot pull us away. Hurt cannot pull us away. It's monumental faith. Death couldn't separate Abel from his faith. Amen. The impossible couldn't separate Enoch from his faith. Giving up and starting all over again couldn't separate Noah from his faith. It's monumental faith. Monumental faith offers to God our giving to God that will live on. Monumental faith pleases God. When we become more concerned with pleasing God than we do man or ourselves, we are at the beginning of monumental faith. Monumental faith listens to, prepares for, and becomes what God is saying to us. 
We see that in those three stories, those three characters. We see that in the lives of Abel. We see it in Enoch and we see it in Noah. If we are going to come back from deep deception, it's going to start again with monumental faith. Faith that refuses to quit. Faith that rejects the concept of the fact that God's will will not be accomplished. God's will will always be accomplished. Amen. We, we need, the church needs some of this monumental faith again. Hebrews 11 and 6. He takes a moment out of the stories and he says, Without faith it's impossible to please God. But we must believe that He is. There's the beginning. Amen. Do we believe that He is? And we must believe that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek after Him. Amen. The word rewarder there in the Greek is the word we must, He is a rewarder, one who renders a reward, a recompenser, one that gives the award to us, reward to us. And the word diligently there means to seek earnestly after with a sincere and earnest desire to to obtain His favor. We must diligently seek after Him. Our life pursuit must be, that's monumental faith. And it's what is going to be needed for us to begin the journey back and to lead others out of deception. Amen. Do you know the world was in deception when Jesus came and walked on the earth? Eyes were blinded with religion. Sin was was covering over them. Rome had pinned them down. Deception was all around. The very ones that should have known Messiah from Scripture didn't even recognize Him when He came. Deception was all around. Amen. And Jesus came and said, if you want to be a part of this kingdom, you have to be born again. There has to be monumental faith. And those who received him. See, we, we're looking back. We, we, we read the stories. We, we see the tomb is empty. We've heard the testimonies that have come before us. But those people, they were walking with Him. He's saying things to them that, that are blowing their minds. They're walking with Him. They see Him in weakness with them, just in flesh, you know, Hungry and in need and weak. But yet they have faith to believe He's the Messiah. Amen. We need that kind of faith again. So as we start this journey. As we determine that we will not allow deception to continue in our lives. And we will reach out and try to help others. It must start. With the church again. Believers. Having monumental faith. In God. 
that he can speak into nothing and make everything we need to thrive. Amen. Do you know when, when your pocketbook is empty, do you know God can speak into nothing and make enough for you to thrive? That's why we give, even when it's sacrificial giving. Because we know we're not going to outgive God. Why? Because we have monumental faith. Faith that is great in scope. Faith that is full and complete. Faith that is great in importance. And complete in Him. I, we're we're going to hit some other themes But this is so important. Come back to this. How many of you remember when you were first saved? Amen. What an amazing time. I remember several salvation experiences. Because if you were like me, you might have had many over your lifetime. I, I know I did. But I remember vividly. The final time. The time that made all the difference. And all of a sudden in my heart. Came monumental faith to believe. God is. Jesus did. And the spirit's calling me. And when I believed. He changed my life forever. That's what our world needs. Monumental wisdom does not safeguard from deception. Monumental power does not safeguard the church from deception. But monumental faith does. Have faith in God. Stand to your feet with me tonight.